0: It's religion today, it's ideology today, and our secularist friends also have a faith. Some kind of Disneyland fantasy. I know how this is going to get heard in the secular world. Where the pseudo-Christian masks are off. That's nonsense, ladies and gentlemen. Apologetics isn't just about giving answers to other people's questions, it's also about learning to question other people's answers or even question the question itself. In a Christian worldview. Well, welcome to Quantum number 205, the podcast that looks at news and views and culture from a Christian perspective, but open to all. Um, I tell you what, we're going to begin with someone who is just recently 80 years old. is Paul McCartney singing with a 28-year-old John Lennon who's not been resurrected but at least uh, that was just in video form it was at Glastonbury the 80-year-old Paul McCartney had a set that was two and a half hours included guest spots from Bruce Springsteen and Dave Kroll he sang 26 songs of which 21 were Beatles songs um there's so much about this in terms of our culture I want to think about. You know, not least that uh <laughs> you know remember the Sergeant Pepper Lonely Hearts Club band famous cover where or was it Abbey Road? No, it was Abbey Road actually. Showed him with bare feet and this was a sign that he had died and there's a stand in. Well, the standing's had a long time since nineteen sixty seven. Um Fair, just incredible, really uh, The song I've got a feeling, by the way There's a lot of feelings that people have um, Will guide us in our culture Now, look, I'm, I want to stick with the music theme Just for a little bit Because there's another band Not quite as well known as the <laughs> as, as the Beatles But i got to play you this Honestly, we're going to get on to some heavy stuff today But this is just lovely This. Uh, listen to this on the floor everyone is having a party on the moor they're up all night until their feet get wet wake up in the morning and their head is in a mess I said the dog is on the window the cat is on the floor everyone is having a party on the moor they're up all night until their feet get wet wake up in the morning and their head is in a mess that's the way we do it the way we do it in the western isles and that's the way we do it the way we do it in the western isles That is Pete and Diesel. Um, they're, they're just brilliant. From the island of Lewis, Ennis um, Oily and Boydie, uh, fisherman, delivery worker and electrician. Um, they, they've just got this fun band that is just brilliant. I love them, actually. So, music is good for us, isn't it? Music helps us. It helps us in terms of our culture. It helps us in terms of our moods. It helps us think. Music is one of the greatest gifts that God has Given to us. Music can be used for good or or evil. And here's an example of it being used for evil. Here is something else from Glastonbury. And I'm, um, I'm devastated and terrified, and so many women and so many girls are going to die because of this. And um, I wanted to dedicate this next song to the five members of the Supreme Court who have showed us that. At the end of the day, they truly don't give a shit about freedom. Uh, this song goes out to the justices Samuel Alito, Clarence Thomas, Neil Gorsuch, Amy Cullen Barrett, and Brett Kavanaugh. We hate you. That was Lily Lodrigo and Lily Allen. Um, I'm not going to play the song that they sang which was an expletive filled hate song. Um, We hate you she said we hate you. Now why is this? They're, they're, They're talking about the Supreme Court decision on abortion which I do want to say a few things about and some of the responses to it. But for example she said in this so many women and girls are going to die because of this. Well before Roe v Wade 47 died at least partially, as a result of illegal abortions. Every year, some people die because of legal abortions. By the way, uh, in 2021, 861 mothers in the U.S. died because of birth. So every year, there are far more women will die because of birth than die because of uh, illegal abortions. On the other hand, one million babies in the U.S. died. Last year. Because of abortion. One million. It's funny how people use statistics. Because we keep getting told. Oh uh, I read 70,000 women die in the world each year. Because of illegal abortions. And then others say 20,000 and so on. Um, So many of these statistics. Are basically just made up. But the point is this. How many babies have to die? So. You know, we need to talk about what's actually happened here because it's such an emotive subject and there's been so much confusion. Now, as I say, I I, I wrote an article on it and uh, you can get that, you can get the information from that article. But let me just put it simply. Despite what the media have said, the Supreme Court did not vote to ban abortion. What it said was abortion was not a constitutional right in the US. This, by the way, is fairly obvious because the Constitution does not mention abortion at all, not even hinted at it. The reason that Roe v. Wade, the court then decided it was a constitutional right, was not to do with abortion, but to do with the right to privacy. But you realise then the consequences of that are phenomenal. If I, for example, in privacy, want to have a slave of my own, or if I want to abuse a child, well, the right to privacy would allow me to do so, according to this ruling. It's funny, um, John Hart Ely, a professor of law at Yale Law School, writing in the Yale Law Journal, and no supporter of of the anti-abortion movement, said this, that Roe v. Wade is a very bad decision. It is bad because it is bad constitutional law, or rather because it's not constitutional law, and gives almost no sense of an obligation to try to be. Same year, Harvard law professor Lawrence Tribe wrote, one of the most curious things about Roe is that behind its own verbal smokescreen, the substantive judgment on which it rests is nowhere to be found. In other words, the decision of Roe v. Wade was actually wrong. So what they've done is they put it back to the states. Now that's actually very similar to the situation that exists here in, the United, in, in, in Australia. Because uh, in Australia, each state can determine its own uh, abortion policy. So why are people screaming and yelling about the United States doing the same thing. Why is Emmanuel Macron talking about this attack on women's rights when the restrictions on abortion in France are far stronger than the restrictions on abortion in the United States? Anyway, here's Nancy Pelosi. There's no point in saying good morning, because it certainly is not one. Today, the Republican-controlled Supreme Court has achieved their dark, extreme goal of ripping away women's right to make their own reproductive health decisions. What this means to women is such an insult. It's a slap in the face to women about using their own judgment to make their own decisions about their reproductive freedom. That sends shivers down my spine, and I'll tell you why. She talks about a dark extremist school and this being a slap in the face to women. No, no. Nancy Pelosi thinks it's extremist to want to protect the child in the womb. The extremism is with those who, and as far as I know, Ms. Pelosi wants to do this, will allow the killing of that child up to the point of birth. I think when I started feeling really passionately about abortion was when I was in the United States and I saw how much good the anti-abortion groups did in terms of seeking to protect and help women who had unwanted pregnancies. I thought that was wonderful. But most of all, I read a description of partial birth abortion and could not believe that any civilized state would allow it. The fact that the United States did was unbelievably evil. But of course, it's not just in the United States there our reaction, here's Justin Trudeau. Today's a difficult day. The judgment coming out of the United States is an attack on women's freedom, and, quite frankly, it's an attack on everyone's freedoms and rights. Let me be really, really clear. In Canada, we will always defend women's rights to choose and continue to work to expand uh, access to the full range of reproductive and health and services uh, across the country. But today, I think of those generations of women around the world and specifically in the United States who fought so hard to gain rights and continue to fight today to get more and more rights because there's still so much more work to do and are facing this devastating setback. An attack on everyone's freedom and rights? Really? This from a premier who's done his utmost to restrict people's freedom and rights? He wants to expand abortion services in Canada and in order to protect women. This from a man who can't tell us what a woman is? A devastating setback to what? To what? If you want to return to the pre-Christian Greco-Roman pagan view of pregnancy and infanticide, go ahead. But this, I hope, is a devastating setback to that barbaric, vision. Greg Sheridan in The Australian, one of my favourite writers, has a superb article uh, in which he amongst other things cites Peter Singer but he also talks about some friends of his, Olivia and James, who received the news that their pregnancy would almost certainly produce a baby with Down syndrome. They decided to continue with the pregnancy and Olivia gave a surprising, what he says, a surprising and disturbing tale of the pro-abortion pressure she was under. She said there was a lot of negati- negativity provided with the diagnosis of Down syndrome. And she basically said that she was given lists, that counsellors said how much good it would do to abort the baby, how much harm it would do to her and to her family, the danger of stillbirth, numerous other things. It, it's astonishing Don't think that people can't be pressured. And it's funny, you know, people go on about abortion. Oh, it's a women's thing. Well, it certainly is. Because gender selective abortion, getting rid of girls, is a big factor in many parts of the world. And the pressure, some men absolutely love abortion because it enables them to get rid of a child they don't want. And they put pressure on their partners to do just precisely that. Incidentally, before we move on from this, in Washington, the Supreme Court ruled on Monday that a high school football coach had a constitutional right to pray at the 50-yard line after his team's games. Um, I thought Justice Neil Gorish said this, Respect for religious expressions is indispensable to life in a free and diverse republic, whether these expressions take place in a sanctuary or on a field, and whether they manifest through the spoken word or a bowed head. Here, a government entity sought to punish an individual for engaging in a brief, quiet, personal religious observance. Students could join him, but they were not coerced to join him. Whereas we have numerous videos showing teachers telling children about their LGBT activities. If that's not religious indoctrination, what is? All right, let's go away from that to Norway. Two people have died and more than 20 have been injured in a shooting in Norway's capital, Oslo, ahead of annual Pride celebrations on Saturday. The gunman opened fire outside the London pub, a popular gay bar and nightclub in the heart of the city's nightlife. The 42-year-old suspect was apprehended by police a few minutes after the shooting begun. Police haven't publicly identified the suspect. The shooting is being investigated as an act of terrorism. You know, we've got to a stage in our culture when a news broadcaster mentions a terrorist attack like this and doesn't say the name or the origin of the attacker. We know what religion they belong to. This was a Pride Month, and there was an Islamist attack from an Iranian man who is now living in Norway. Two people were killed... 21 seriously injured. This terrorist is a member of an Islamist network. Radical Islamism and its views on homosexuality received virtually no comment. If if this had been a far right white supremacist in the southern US attacking a pride rally, I imagine Humza Yousaf, Nicholas Sturgeon, Boris Johnson, many others would have been rightly condemning it, to be honest. So why is there such silence about this attack in Norway? Norway, Oslo, one of the safest cities in the world. The president of the Norwegian parliament said this has nothing to do with religion. Really? Why does the minister for culture, Annette Tretbergstund, who's gay, says that his actions come from hate, But this hate has nothing to do with religion, really. It's funny, when there was an attack by a far-right guy, remember that horrendous massacre, and people were going on, oh, Christian fundamentalism. I don't think it was at all. There's just something wrong. There's just something wrong. And I've been running this series called, my my 10 favorite concerts. Most of them I'd been to, this one I haven't been to, this is my favorite one seen online. It's just an incredible piece. It is The Who in New York, Concert for New York, 2001, after 9-11. It is an incredibly emotional and brilliant performance from them, not least with the song Won't Get Fooled Again. I'd love to play it all, we don't have time, but I'm just gonna play you just at the end where after all this pent-up stuff and showing the Twin Towers on video and there's this, the music you hear and then Roger Daltrey just lets out this scream. And it, to me, it just, it's the absolute best of rock music. Listen to this. OK, we come back to Ukraine, uh, here's what's going on. This is the hell that's Lysychansk, and it's a hell that never falls silent. The city's being surrounded by Russian troops bit by bloody bit. This bridge over the railway was the main route in, the Russian circles nearly complete. The attackers are using brute force to sledgehammer their way in from several directions. We drove in as they mounted their latest ferocious onslaught on the city's oil refinery, the second largest in Ukraine. I don't think we here. The Russians are grinding their it way on and on. on. Sort of on again. And again, I just want to make an observation about all of this. It's clear that the West and the Russia are now fighting a broader war and using the Ukrainians for doing that. There's, a how we put it, pain tolerance. I read this article in Unheard by, I think it's Ansuar Faruqi, which I thought was absolutely brilliant. Uh, Russia is seeking to inflict pain on the West through the commodities weapon, through uh, the grain and all the rest of it. The West sought to uh, attack Russia through sanctions, and it was assumed this would inflict such catastrophic pain on Russia, it would undermine the Putin regime. However, it has not turned out in that way. What's happened is that the West economic war on Russia is now generating tremendous blowback in the form of sky-high commodities prices. You and I are paying a fortune for things to, for some, because of this. And inflationary shocks. Again, we're all going to be paying a fortune. It's like imposing an economic blockade on Saudi Arabia would be a recipe for self-harm. Trying to economically strangulate Russia is a fool's errand. This has generated a food crisis, an energy crisis, and an inflationary shock. Meanwhile, Russia's coffers are overflowing from commodities exports. The ruble is one of the world's best performing currencies. Our economic sanctions have spectacularly failed. And it's funny, you know, when we questioned these or wondered whether it would be any use, people said, oh, you're supporting Putin. No, people need to learn to think. Uh, Actions do have consequences. Okay, speaking of this, let's listen to Bo Diddley. Now, when I was a little boy At the age of five I had some in my pocket Keep a lot of folks alive Now I'm a man May 21 You know, baby We can have a lot of fun I'm a man I spell M A. One of the most stupid comments i've heard about ukraine has come from boris johnson who manages to come up with stupid comments on a particularly regular level especially now he's under pressure he said that vladimir putin is an example of toxic masculinity and would not have invaded ukraine if he was a woman now for an intelligent man boris johnson sometimes says the daftest things Catherine the great was far more aggressive than putin the empress of russia she was a woman I think Maggie Thatcher was was pretty aggressive as well. Um, it's just, it's a bizarre combination of the woke, the, you know, oh, we're going to talk about toxic masculinity, uh, and using Putin and Russia as an example of absolutely everything. Insane, absolutely insane. Uh, let me say something about climate change. Not much this time, but just to point out, that the Dutch have now joined Germany and Austria in reverting to coal power last Monday. It's going to lift all restrictions on power stations fired by coal. Uh, Wow. Just wow. All right, we'll come to the woke world. Have you been to one of these? I know it's a lovely baby, Mr. Punch. Do you know what we call him, boys and girls? No. Do you know what we call him? No. Mr. Punch wanted to call him Bill because he came at the end of the month. <laughs> Stop it. We were going to call him Phil because that's what he does to his nappy. But in the end, we decided to call him Isaiah. Because one Isaiah, then the other. Hold him nicely. Is he holding him nice that boys, is girls? a... Punch and Judy show and in this wonderful world of ours a student is going to be paid 60,000 pounds of cash payers tax in the United Kingdom to research racist puppets for three years. The project entitled Grotesque Acts of Ventriloquism, will analyze race puppetry and performance in the 21st century and guess what this student will find that puppets are racist. I could save you the money. Uh, White artists receive funding to produce puppet representations of people of colour that is often stereotypical. Wow. The UK Research and Innovation says this. All decisions on projects we invest in directly are made via a rigorous peer review process based on excellence by relevant and diverse independent experts. Yeah. Meanwhile, in Japan, a Japanese court has said uh, amidst, uh, on Pride Month, that there is no constitutional right to have same-sex marriage in Japan. I think that's good news. In the US, in New York, an adult male, biological male, who identifies as a woman, I think he's 28 years old, edged out a 13-year-old girl to take first place in a women's skateboarding concert. Uh, one of Ricky Tress won $500 and beat four other children, including a 10-year-old Jury Likura. Yeah, what a a woman, eh? An essay question that warns students against criticising radical transgender ideology was worded inappropriately, a New Zealand University has admitted. Sociology students at the University of Auckland were told that essays on transgender theory written from a gender-critical perspective will be failed. Well, give the right answer or you're out. Ah, dear. No discussion. No debate. Just take a gender-critical view at Auckland Uni and you will be failed. It's not, as the co-founder of Save Women's Sport Australasia, Rosie McVeigh, said, this isn't education, it's indoctrination. As is the BBC, who've been advising uh, their journalists to use their influence to advance the LGBT agenda, to use their magical ally powers to access people of influence, including top leaders, celebrities and politicians. Um, The BBC says that they are to be told uh, There are 145 different uh, genders And you should not be impartial The Halifax Bank, to which I belong, says this After promoting transgender stuff We strive for inclusion, equality And quite simply in doing what's right If you disagree with our values You're welcome to close your account Thank you Andy from the Halifax I will be seeking to do so And then this Do you know this? Hello, Nurse Franklin. Long time no see. Call the Midwife is back. (laughs) No one's higher up in the nuns fan club than me. Amen. They are the best of the East End. The Royal College of Midwives. Well, I won't say anything about Call the Midwife, but the Royal College of Midwives has in a, a guidance document referred to those whose gender identity does not align with the sex they were assigned at birth no nobody nobody no midwife ever assigned sex at birth they observed it let's go to the church on a little worship Nigerian church and in Edinburgh, a too noisy Edinburgh church has is facing eviction. Salem International Christian Centre has a number of bases uh, across the UK, including two in Scotland, in Aberdeen and Edinburgh. And despite receiving a report from sound experts that said the church now met the standards, the church has not just stopped its drum kit, but is probably going to have to close. Um... Local people are complaining, I don't know, I, I wonder if there's a little bit of racism involved there. Here in Australia, we've just had a census which I may say more about uh, next week, but the number of Australians who aren't religious has almost doubled over the decade, with almost 40% indicating that they have no religious belief. Uh, with just over that saying they have a Christian belief. Uh, There's lots of things that could be said about that Um, I think personally it's very sad But I think we'll comment more on that Maybe next week But this week we're going to end with something Again that's just astonishing Our end song is from Florence and the Machine Now if you don't know Florence and the Machine I'm, I'm sorry for you They're just an amazing band in some ways But My producer sent me this. Peter, thank you so much. Uh, Because I haven't heard this. Uh, This is the latest song. Uh, What I love about it, it, it's talking about freedom through dancing. I hear the music, I'm free. I love the line, let's discuss this at the hospital. But the bit you're listening to, is this how it is? Is this how it's always been? To exist in the face of suffering and death and somehow still keep singing? Oh, like Christ upon a cross who died for us, who died for what? Don't you want to call it off? but there is nothing else that I know how to do but to open up my arms and give it all to you. In the Jules Holland program, Florence and the Machine referenced the dance mania of the late medieval Christianity where people dance themselves into exhaustion with the joy of the Lord. Maybe like our Nigerian friends in Edinburgh whose neighbours want them shut down. Well, I think that's the answer to all the situations we've described in this podcast. It is the Christ who died on the cross, who died for us, and it wasn't pointless. And yes, we can have joy and exist in the face of suffering and death. But that joy comes through Christ. So thank you for being with me this week. Um, apologies for being a wee bit longer than i anticipated. Uh, we are going to... Uh, well, I'm going to love you and leave you. Uh, please feel free to give any feedback. Feel free to pass this on to others. It's just so great to, to hear how people are passing this on and how so many people are listening to it. I love it. It's always in the, the top 10 of Christian podcasts in the UK and now I'm beginning to make an impact here in Australia and almost no impact in America. Come on, my American friends. and And in other places throughout the world as well. If you'd like to support us, go to the Podbean fundraiser. If you've got ideas or information or news or criticism, just send it to me. Get all the links on the website www.theweeflee.com and if you want my prayer newsletter please just write and let me know and we'll put you on the list. God bless you and see you next week. Is this how it is? Is this how it's always been? To exist in the face of suffering and death and somehow still keeps Singing. Sing